1: He teaches about the use of prolotherapy, PRP, and stem cells. Today's program could open up a new life without pain for you. Now, here's Dr. Darrow with his co-host, Dr. Nita
2: Ballas.
3: Well, hi there, Dr. Darrow.
2: Hello, Nita. How are you today?
3: I'm great. How about you?
2: I am living it up, as always, excited on this gorgeous day, and I can't wait to educate people on How to stay away from surgery for the musculoskeletal complaints and how to regenerate their tissue and grow it back and get rid of their pain.
3: Sounds fabulous. We also want to thank the preceding show host, Warren Eckstein, who does the pet show. You can find him at thepetshow.com, and he takes care of animals. And you take care of people in musculoskeletal pain. We always want to emphasize exactly what we're talking about. And you can well, call. Go, go ahead. Now. I'm sorry. That's no, no. okay. Girls first. <laughs> okay, well, you can call us all hour long and ask Dr. Darry your questions at one eight six six eight seven zero five seven five two. Lines are open for you right now. And when you call the program today, you get a free book called Regenerate, Don't Operate that goes into detailed research on stem cells and platelet-rich plasma, also known as PRP. And you also need to jot down the website. That is www.lastemcells.com. That's lastemcells.com. You can email Dr. Darrow off of every page on this site, and you can also see him performing the treatments on videos. Very exciting stuff.
2: It is. I just wanted to mention quickly, when we talk about musculoskeletal pain, we're talking about pain that comes from your joints or your tendons, your ligaments, uh, arthritis. It really, uh, these treatments of PRP and stem cells work anywhere from the back of the head all the way down to the bottom of the foot. And issues that people have, are healed every day not that it works on everyone I don't want to overstate but uh, we treat neck pain we treat um, shoulder pain muscle pain um, all these different tendinitis as people have arthritis uh, plantar fasciitis on the bottom of the feet toe arthritis ankles knees hips uh, elbows fingers so everything and uh, I've injected um, probably every part of the body involved in the musculoskeletal system for the last 20 years. I've been doing this the longest of anybody I know. And uh, from what I'm told, I do the most of anyone on the planet. And I usually do about 60 or more stem cells myself a month. And I take the stem cells out of bone marrow. We take bone marrow from the pelvis and the back. And it's a quick procedure once it's numbed up. It takes me less than a minute. My personal best is about 12 seconds, and we have a good time doing it. We have a uh, huge staff, so we're ready to go anytime. time. We often do six or seven a day. It's crazy. That's awesome. And then we do tons and tons of PRP all day long also. And that's, that's also a simple procedure. We just have you come in, draw your blood. It's spun in a centrifuge, and then we inject right there on the spot. So it's in and out, it's quick, and it's sure a lot simpler than getting a surgery. And the book that I just finished, which is called Stem Cell and Platelet Therapy, and the byline is Regenerate Don't Operate, is free to anyone who calls in today. You can also get it from my website, which is www.lastemcells.com. That's lastemcells.com. And uh, it's an amazing book. It took me five years to put all the research together. There's over 250 research articles that tell you why surgery is no longer a good option for you with these elective procedures. What does elective mean? Nita, you tell us.
3: It means the client or the patient is making the choice, not the doctor.
2: That's right. So if, if the doctor says it's not an emergency, then it's your choice. Don't get suckered into getting a surgery with huge, huge chance of failure. There's way too many people who come to me after a failed surgery. And guess what? I'm one of them. I had a surgery while I was doing orthopedic surgery in medical school. My boss did it for me. And I was very, very enticed by it. I was pushing him to get it done immediately. And it failed miserably. I had terrible pain afterwards, swelling fever, and uh, I found out about regenerative medicine uh, shortly thereafter, injected my own shoulder, woke up the next morning completely pain-free, good range of motion for the next 10 years until I re-injured it again, and um, that's my fighting shoulder, right, my right shoulder. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's my sports shoulder. I do a lot of sports, and honestly, I was just uh, driving up the hill before the show, And I saw a chin-up bar, so I ran out, and I did some chin-ups with my feet up to my face to get my abs tightened up. And uh, it's fun. I I stay active. And I was thinking about, how long can I keep doing this level of activity for? And I was thinking, I might be that guy who is 110 years old who is still working out. I don't see any reason not to. And I'm not going to quit. And I admonish all of you, to stay in shape, to stay skinny, and um, skinny is where it's at. That's the most important thing in your health. When you when you stay thin, it shows your insulin is low. Insulin is an inflammatory problem. It causes disease, and it causes cancer and all kinds of heart disease, you name it. So stay thin. Speaking of which. Speaking
3: of which, <laughs> should we go to Margaret in Fountain Valley?
2: Yeah, Margaret, Dr. Mark Darrow, how are you?
4: I'm good. Um, so I've listened to your program a few times now, and I'm really interested in it. I'm a nurse, always on my feet, and I have really bad scoliosis. But, like, I was wondering if there's anything to be done because I don't want surgery. I've seen it not go good, and and I've heard statistics like fifty percent still have chronic pain afterwards.
2: That's correct. So, so, why? Let me ask you a question, that. Margaret. Mm-hmm. Let me bounce this off of you. You're a nurse, you've seen yes. surgeries fail. Why yes. do you think surgeons are still doing these surgeries?
4: Because they can, you know, the patients want them to. They want to keep the patients happy. And they, I mean, I'm hoping they don't do it thinking that, you know, it's got a low success rate. So, I don't know. I mean I know Well, do they do it
2: because the do they do it because the patients want them to or do they implant in the patient that it's the best treatment?
4: Um, I don't know, I'm sure it's different case by case
2: basis. I'm sure it is, but what I'm hitting at here is I don't tell my patients to do regenerative medicine. I don't tell okay. them to do anything. I present the okay, information. Fair. My patients right don't on. do they don't do my therapy because because they want to. Do you know what I'm saying? They don't talk me into it. And as a matter of fact, I talk a lot of people out of doing it. If I think it's inappropriate, I'm not going to do it. If I think it's going to fail, I'm not going to do it. We have huge success rates, huge. And the research in my book, which you're going to get a copy of, Stem Cell and Platelet Therapy, Regenerate, Don't Operate, has the research shows this stuff works a lot better than surgery. So I ask that question to everybody. Why Mm -hmm. are surgeons still doing surgery when it's not working very well? I don't get it.
4: Um, I don't know. I think nowadays there's a push, you know, with how litigious our society is, that they want to keep the patients happy. Otherwise, the patients are just going to go somewhere else. I think that probably plays a part of it.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going it. to say it's a different reason. I'm going to say, from my experience, it's the culture of medicine. We've mm-hmm. grown up with surgeons being very revered. Mm-hmm. And I, I know when I was a kid, my parents uh, were involved with medicine. And it was always the surgeon in the group that uh, everyone prayed to, in a sense. Yeah, and, no, uh, for
4: sure. It's still like that.
2: <laughs> it's still like I that, see that, I know. On a
4: daily basis.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's changing, thank goodness. And uh, eventually, people will learn that surgery is not the answer for musculoskeletal complaints. Sure, if you've got a cancer, uh, it needs to be yeah. cut out in most cases. I mean, I'm I'm an example. I had a what's called a pheochromocytoma. It was four oh, wow, centimeters in diameter. And uh, it was, I was told it was going to kill me if I didn't take it out. So yeah. I tried so to heal it. Did you my blood pressures and everything from Yo, it? my blood pressure would go up 250 over 200. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I wow. had it surgically removed. I'm very glad I did it. But that's not an elective type event. I mean, it is in a sense. I could have chosen never to do anything. Mm-hmm. But it was dangerous walking around for me. So I had that cut out. Sure. And um, it's different with musculoskeletal complaints. I mean, you have back pain. Are you considering surgery?
4: Well, okay, so I've seen a scoliosis specialist, and basically, he was a surgeon. And because I didn't want to get this huge invasive surgery, he was like, "Okay, thanks." You know, like he didn't want to. So I kind of was like, "Well, is there anything else you could help me with? Like that I could." You know, I've tried PT. I've tried everything. Sure. And I don't know. So I'm wondering. Did he tell you um, what
2: your degree of curvature was, by any chance?
4: The last time I went, it was at forty, like two percent, forty-two or forty-three, and okay. it was within the margin of error from the like previous two years when you'd measure it.
2: Sure. So, so in my experience, sure. In my experience, it may not be your scoliosis that's causing your back pain.
4: What do you What do you think it is?
2: I don't know yet, but I need to touch the back to see. Because very often it's just the ligaments that are stretched out that we can thicken up and tighten up to get rid of the pain. Is it in your mid-back, your thoracic area? Is it your low back? Is it your cervical I, spine? Where is it?
4: So, um, like, if everything's going well, I'll just have the constant lower back. Like, that's just what I deal okay. with all day long. But okay. now it, it'll get aggravated, like, at work when I'm, like, lifting yeah. patients or something like that. Okay.
2: So let depressed. me let me present something to you, Margaret. How many people do you think have low back pain and don't have scoliosis?
4: Um, almost everybody.
2: <laughs> yes. I, I <laughs> <didn't>. <laughs> so now, okay. why do you think and why did your surgeon think that scoliosis is causing your pain? Um, do, you, do you get where I'm driving here?
4: Yeah, no, I do. I do. Um, so... so
2: I'm, I'm going to bet you. I don't know you. I haven't even examined you. But I'm going to bet you that your scoliosis is not causing your low back pain. Okay. It may be, but I'm going to bet you it isn't. And I won't know until I can examine the area, touch it. So if you want to come in, you can call the office right now. It's 800 300 I'll repeat it. It's an easy number. 800-300-9300. If, if the phones are busy... You can leave your number. We'll call you right back today. And we do okay, take cool. Medicare. We take Medicare, Cigna, Aetna, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, United Hair, uh, Healthcare. And for people Perfect. without insurance, we take care credits like a uh, <clears throat> credit card. Um, and I it just doesn't. Have, like Blue it, Shield PPO. Yeah. Okay. Well, that normally will cover your first visit, but not the regenerative procedures. Okay. Gotcha. But at least it's worth you finding out whether this scoliosis is really an issue or not.
4: Yeah, for sure.
2: For sure. Because most people with scoliosis, when they're told by the surgeon they need surgery, they're going to get a scoliosis surgery, but guess what they still have afterwards? Low back pain. pain. Yeah. yeah.
4: That's what I was reading in the statistics. It was like 50 of them aren't better. They're worse off, 50%. And I was like, uh, yeah. that's not cool.
2: No, that's not cool. So we want to stay Very conservative in medicine. The work that I do is injections. That's pretty conservative. You walk in, you get the treatment, you walk out. Uh, Surgery is not my favorite thing. You know, I'm just going to tell everyone that right now. I've seen people die on the table when I was doing surgery. I wasn't the lead surgeon. It was in my training. I've seen mega infections. I've seen um, uh, things turn out terrible, terrible, terrible. So I'm not going to send people to surgery. I don't do that.
4: Yeah, I I've seen this. And same by the way, work the ICU I have to. And I would, yeah. it was no
2: bueno. Yeah, so um, that's the intensive care unit for people that don't know. That's for the oh, patients that are crashing. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm going to say this. I love surgeons. Okay, it's mm-hmm. not about that. They are freaking brilliant people, and they work hard as dogs. Mm-hmm. But these surgeries, for the most part, shouldn't be done anymore. We have better treatments, and um, in my book, it's got all the research showing why surgery is not working and the statistics on it and how regenerative medicine is working. Now, there are cases, obviously, where surgery has to be done. Yeah, for but sure. For the most part, no. It's overly used. Okay. Everyone's used to doing it, especially, you know, I get kids come in, a lot of high school, college athletes. The first thing they want to do is surgery because everyone's getting it. Well, when they come to me, they don't end up getting surgery. They don't need it. ACL oh, yeah. ruptures, you name it. At any rate, wow, so thank you, you think very P- much, so Margaret. So
4: PRP can um, mend A- ACL ruptures?
2: Can. Yeah, there's oh, wow. studies on it. But here's, cool. my, here's my experience over 20 years of doing this. We get people all the time who come in with ACL ruptures according to an MRI. The mm-hmm. surgeon goes in to repair it. And he goes, well, the ACL wasn't ruptured, so I just did a clean-out. Do you know what a clean-out means? Debridement, yeah. Yep, debridement, and then what's left?
4: Um, not much. Actually, Yeah, no,
2: I'm so like, I don't not know. Not much, so the person has immediate arthritis. ACL wasn't um, the problem to begin with. And another thing is there's a lot of pro-athletes that are deficient in ACLs, and they're still pro-athletes, so what's going on? Just because oh, wow. there's an ACL rupture doesn't mean that knee is loose or it is problematic.
4: Wow, that's pretty interesting. I mean, the,
2: f- the first thing I do when someone comes in and says, I have an ACL rupture, is I'll look with my ultrasound, see if there's an ACL or not, and then I'll drain out any fluid. Usually, there if there is a rupture or a partial tear or attenuation, we'll see blood. As mm-hmm. soon as we take the blood out, the person feels great. Blood mm-hmm. hurts. So yeah, there's a sure. lot of well, trick there's yeah. a lot of tricks to making people feel good and to saving them from surgery okay and mm-hmm. that's the that's the white horse that I ride and I've ridden for 20 years and the reason I do it is because it worked on me and it still works on me
5: okay. when
2: I injure myself my go to is prp I've never that's done pretty. stem cells on myself because I can't reach around to my pelvis in the back to take them out or I'd be doing that. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't trust anyone else to do it. No one does as much as I do.
4: Yeah. Okay, so let me be, let me just make sure. So your phone number is 1-800-300-9300?
2: Yes. And if you want to watch these procedures on video, go right to the website. It's www.lastemcells.com dot com la okay. so Margaret i'm I'm glad that you called because you are a nurse you're reiterating exactly everything I've been talking about for 20 years but uh, you know people aren't going to believe me as much as they're going to believe you or look at the research in my book people say why'd you write that book I wrote it because when I lecture and I teach at UCLA there's always a couple of orthopedic surgeons who stand up and go where's the research yeah well, now there's the research. Mm-hmm. And we do research. We're probably going to publish about 20 studies on PRP and stem cells this, in the next year.
4: Oh, that's awesome.
2: It is awesome. People, some people need research. I never needed research. I knew it worked. But I did the mm-hmm. research for other people. And we still continue. We research every single patient who comes in the office. And we're finding that PRP and stem cells have amazing success rates. Stem cells okay. better than PRP, but that's to be expected. Because when we take bone marrow, we get two things: we get we get platelets, so we get PRP, and we get uh, stem cells. You don't get that with fat. Some people do fat stem cells. I never found that that worked as well as bone marrow, but that's just me. And it's a pretty invasive procedure, and you have to use a very thick needle to inject fat with, because it's fat. It's thick. Whereas bone marrow right. is very thin, it's like blood. Okay. I can put bone marrow through a 30 gauge needle. That's teeny. Mm. I oh, have wow. to use an 18 gauge needle to inject fat. So if I'm okay. going to inject someone's shoulder, for example, and I'm going to poke it, let's say 20 times or 30 times, they're going to want me to use a teeny needle, not a big fat needle. So I stay away or from fat and bone marrow. No, it to
4: wouldn't you do anybody?
2: any good because. I'm sorry.
4: Do you sedate people when you do it in the office?
2: No, it's not needed. Oh wow. I use lidocaine to numb up the area. That's about it. If okay. someone's a very anxious person, we'll give them some Xanax or something to have them okay, chill. Oh, gotcha. That's about it. All right. The lidocaine does a good job.
4: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for God bless my you, call. Margaret. I, really I
2: appreciate your call. Thank yeah, you, go Mark. to the website. Right. You can watch the injections, www.lastemcells.com. And if anybody wants to get an insurance verification or an appointment, they can call right now to the office at 800
3: Perfect. So you're listening to Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. Our call-in number is one Eight seven zero five seven five two. 5752 That's one And that website, again, is lastemcells.com. And we're going to Tanji in Rancho Cucamonga.
2: Hello, Tanji. Dr. Mark Darrow, I understand you have arthritis. And what part of your body bothers you?
5: Oh, goodness. It's all my joints throughout my whole body. I have the rheumatoid arthritis.
2: Oh, okay.
5: Um, I was diagnosed 5 years ago and I've just been going through it. Um I, I also have the fibromyalgia, but I just have constant pain every day. Yes. Throughout the day.
2: <laughs> well, my heart um, my, goes out my, to you cuz RA is a very difficult disease to treat and yes. depending on uh what grade of it it is, um are you are your joints hot and red and swollen? Um,
5: they are definitely. I do feel that hot sensation. Um, not noticing any redness, but it how about it does swelling. About like how,
2: how about swelling?
5: Yes, I, I do have swelling, and I'm noticing more in my in my fingers and in my yeah. my thumbs.
2: And how old are you, Tanji? I'm
5: I'm 48.
2: Okay. Well, um, we might be able to help you. I don't know the answer because R.A., rheumatoid arthritis, is not the same for everybody. Some people get a little joint pain, like I had this many, many years ago, back when I was a lawyer, believe it or not, and oh. uh, my, I was playing a lot of tennis. My knee hurt me, and um, it was clicking a little bit on the side. So I went to an orthopedic surgeon named John Greenfield, who I adore, and uh, He took my blood and he said my rheumatoid factor was very high, super high, and I had rheumatoid arthritis. Well, guess what? The knee pain went away on its own, and I checked my own rheumatoid factor later, and it's gone. So there's all grades of it. Some people don't even have it in their blood, but they're what we call seronegative, and they have terrible joint pain and swelling and redness and all that. So I would have to check you and see where you're at. Are you on a medicine like Plaquenil or methotrexate? I
5: I was on the methotrexate, but um, I was on it for like the first three, four years. But yeah. um, the doctor had me um, come off because it, it wasn't really helping me. Um, okay. He recently, I'll say the past six months, um, I've been on an infusion. Uh, of okay. Actemra.
2: Yes. All right. he said that- well, here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. I want you to look at my website, look at these injections, see if it's something that um, would be something you would want to do to begin with. That's okay. www.lastemcells.com, stemcellscom And then if you think it's something you want to do, call the office at 800-300-9300. See if we take your insurance. At least I can examine you. Uh, based on insurance these treatments generally are not paid for by insurance but the office visit can be and um, let me see there may be some joints I can help and some i can't depends how flared up you are and with people with rheumatoid arthritis hang with us and we'll finish up with you after the break
3: stay with us Tanji. you're listening to living pain free with dr mark darrow and we're taking your calls at 1866-870-5752. And I'm host I'm your host, Nita Valens, and we're gonna be right back after these messages. Grab a pencil and write it all down.
1: You're listening to Living Pain Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. Doctor Darrow's practice is located at the Darrow Stem Cell Institute in West Los Angeles. To schedule an appointment, call one 800 300 9300. That's 1-800-300-9300. Dr. Darrow will be back in just a moment. Stay
0: tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.